to the Magic Fandom Podcast. I am Alyssa. And I am Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Mike Wazowski! I was wondering if you were going to be Mike or Sully. Because I feel like personality-wise, you're probably more of a Sully. Right? I don't know. Maybe. You've got Mike Wazowski tendencies. I can see that. Um, I am so excited. I know we're both so excited, but I'm very excited about this week's episode. We are bringing you another double feature, and we are going to be talking about Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. Um, But Dalton had the brilliant idea to watch these movies, what's it called? Chronologically? In what would be chronological order. So we watched Monsters University first, because technically that is a prequel, so we watched that, and then we went and watched Monsters, Inc., which I'm really glad that we did. It led to some interesting insights. Yeah. It was like, oh, they did that that way because that's what they were taught at university. Yes. Like, it, it's just, it was interesting to, to watch it after having just watched the prequel. Yes. It was such and, a good idea because I wouldn't have like, thought oh, of that. Well, they thought about this and this, and mm-hmm. they decided to add the, these things different things yep yep Um, it was just really cool it was i'm really glad that we decided to do it that way the only thing that i didn't like about it was that they should have excuse me um and this is in one of my notes but they should have put more characters from monsters inc in monsters university like as as far as like background monsters so that we could really see because i feel like they were kind of separated with the exception of like george and randall they were in they were in college with them. But everybody else was kind of new. Like I kind of wanted I don't know. I wanted there to be more overlap. But some of the like some of the characters that we meet um like in, in Monsters University and in Monsters Inc it makes it known that there's Monsters Inc isn't the only company that produces scare. That's true. And Monsters University isn't the only university college. That's true. That's true. So, and the characters that we see in Monsters University, the the main fraternity that Mike and Sully are both in, they're not. They weren't really ever. I mean, they could scare. Yeah. But they weren't scarers. Yeah. In reality, you know. Yeah. One That's was true. a salesman, so why would Mike and Sully ever see them at... Well, because, I mean, they all got put into the SCARE program Yeah, at the end. but that doesn't necessarily mean... They pursued it. They were going to pursue it. Yeah. It may not have been something that they decided they wanted to do. That's I mean, true. And, again, there's other companies that produce SCARE. Yeah, that's or true. Scream. What do that's they call true. it? Scream Power or something like I that? I guess Scream Energy. Scream Energy. Is maybe what yeah. they call it. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to get into this because this is such a like brilliant concept for like a world. You know, they they've really they really did think of everything. But let's get into the cast first. Uh, yes. Uh, pretty both casts, at least the main characters, they all stay the same. So Billy Crystal is the voice of Mike. Um, John Goodman is the voice of Sully. Um, and Randall is voiced by Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I mean, we're not going into these actors because we all know who these actors are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty. Uh, Mary Gibbs was the voice of Boo. Yes. Um, and I have a couple of fun facts about her. One that I knew that I didn't have to look up was that she, I should have looked up how old she was. I think she was like two when, when she filmed this or when she recorded her voice for this. But she very well couldn't be... Um, the same as the other actors who were doing voiceover that could be stand in front of a mic and read a script and do all of that stuff. Um, she was too small. And so the sound team, she was, it looks like probably about four. Okay. The sound team just chased her around a room for a couple days and recorded her making all this noise. Cause a lot of times she doesn't really say words. I mean, she says Mike Wazowski, but, and Kitty, but a lot of times it's just kind of gibberish. And she's so stinking cute. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was so funny. I'm like picturing the like sound design team or the voiceover team just chasing her around the room and recording what they can of, the, of this little girl. Yeah. It's just so cute. Um, in Monsters, Inc., Celia, who is Mike's uh, girlfriend, mm-hmm. is voiced by Jennifer Tilly. 
right? And I guess she was not in Monsters University, but she was pictured at the end. She was. But I guess Jennifer Tilly wasn't in, like, it wasn't her voice, yeah. Um, Waternoose, who runs Monsters, Inc., is voiced by James Coburn. uh, And do we know him? Um, he was, I mean, he was a prolific actor. Okay. Uh, he was in, um, The Great Escape, um, The Magnificent Seven, a bunch of Western gotcha, stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Charade with Audrey Hepburn. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he, he, he has a very extensive, uh, like 170-something credits. Well, he has a very, uh, distinct voice. Yes. Uh, very... Um, Resonant. Yeah. Very deep. Deep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, John Ratzenberger voices uh, the Yeti in this. He is in snowman. every Pixar movie, and I love it. Uh, let's see, what else we have? Bonnie Hunt mm-hmm. uh, voiced the character just briefly. Um, yeah, most of the other characters are... are um, like additional? Just like, they, they have one or two lines. Right. Well, and there's a bunch of really awesome additions voice-wise to Monsters University. Yes, Monsters University. Uh, we'll just go ahead again. Sure. Billy yeah. Crystal, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, um, and this one as well. Helen Mirren. Yep. Plays the Dean Hardscrabble. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Foley uh, voiced Terry with a Y. Oh, okay, so he's one of the two-headed twins or whatever. Um, Dave Foley was in News Radio. And Sky High. That's what I know him from. (laughs) He was Um, Mr. Boy. (laughs) uh, uh, Sean Hayes is the voice of Terry with an I. Okay, so the other brother. Um, The other uh, monster brother. Um, And And I know him. Sean Hayes is Sex and the... Not Sex and the City. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah, same vibe though. I mean, they're both in the same city, right? <laughs> um, Yeah, I know him as Jack from Will and Grace. Um, he also has some Broadway credits as well, so shout out Sean Hayes. Uh, Joel Murray is in, uh, voices uh, Ron, or Don, voices Don. Okay, so he was the salesman. Yes. Uh, he was in Mad Men, um, Dharma and Greg, uh, a movie that I would like to do maybe one day for the uh, pod, um... It's called God Bless America, and it's a great movie. I love okay. it. It's basically, this guy has a bad day, and then just decides that everybody just, he's not going to take any crap from Anyone the anymore. bad people, and so he just, it's, I'm, the way I'm going to say this is bad. It's a little bit more detailed, like, nuanced than that, but basically, he has a bad day, and so he just goes around and starts killing people. Oh my gosh. It sounds, it, it that's a terrible description of it. <laughs> but it's okay. a good movie. All right, it's I trust you. All right. Um, um, oh, and Charlie Day, right? Charlie, Charlie Day. Day uh, yes, Charlie Day um, voices Art. Alfred Molina Yeah. Um, is uh, Professor Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfred Molina, of course. He was Doc Ock in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Amongst other things. Amongst other and things. And then Charlie obviously. Day is most notable from It's Always Sunny, right? That's his most... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Nathan Fillion ah. voices Johnny. We love Nathan Fillion on this podcast. And I, I just found out who voiced Chet, who I loved. Oh, yeah. So Chet's the like sidekick, right? Bobby Moynihan. Oh, my SNL. gosh. That was totally Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan with a lisp, basically, is yeah. what Chet was. <laughs> uh, Greek Council President... Uh, is voiced by Aubrey Plaza. Love her. One of the announcers. Mm-hmm. And then the vice president, which was the other the guy the announcer, was, is Tyler Lobine, who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is, is uh, yeah, he was in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Do I know him, though? I don't know his name. Did you ever see Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Yes. He's, he's not... What's his name? His real name? Uh, Tyler Labine. Tyler Labine. Let me just he, see his he's, face. He's the one that's oh. not Alan, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I recognize him. Yeah. So, and he's been in other stuff too. Okay. Um, well, I will say that um, Nathan Fillion and Aubrey Plaza 
I recognized their voices immediately. As soon as they opened their mouths, I was like, that's Nathan Fillion and that's Aubrey Plaza. Those were the two that I like definitely recognized without having to look them up. Bonnie Hunt also does a voice in this one as well as John Krasinski. Uh, okay, so who was John Krasinski? Because I saw him, but I didn't recognize his voice in the moment. He was um, Frank McKay. John Krasinski. Monsters University. I just want to see like the character, the character. that he played because I don't, I don't remember. Oh, oh, oh! He was the monster that Mike met when he was a kid on the field trip. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he gave him the hat gave at the him end. The hat. Yeah, that that's was right. a that was a really cool moment because yeah. he had snuck into the bedroom with him, and he was like, "Man, I didn't even I didn't even see you." And then he went. I didn't even see you. And like basically yeah. instilled a love of scaring into Mike at, at that early of an age. I didn't realize that was him. That's very cool. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and start talking about Monsters University. Yes. Okay. Uh, so again, we'll just talk about the prequel first just to kind of mm-hmm. give a little backstory. So like she said, we see a, a young, tiny little Mike Wazowski. He's so cute. Um, kind of um, the outcast kind of like yeah ever, nobody else kind of no one takes him seriously yeah. he's the smallest in the class but he's also the most positive like he's always yes. been the most optimistic yes. which is really cool um and then you see him grow up and go to college obviously yeah and so he, he's going to monster university because he wants to be a scare yes um only it, it turns out that he is not very scary. Yeah, no one takes him seriously in college either, so that's kind of a running he's like, thing. He's honestly kind of like Andy in Parks and Rec. Okay. And the police exam. Okay. Because Andy scores 100% on the police exam. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no one's ever done that. Right. But he, the uh, psychological evaluation he couldn't do and the, the, that kind of thing. We're so watching Parks and Rec, by the way. We are watching Parks so and it's, Rec. So it's fresh uh, in our mind. Um, and... Mike is kind of like that in in this. He's like he aces all like he knows everything there is to know yeah. about scaring and how to scare. On paper, he's he great. He just can't do it. Yeah, he's that's true. He's just not scared. Which and I and I wrote this down especially when we were watching Monsters Inc cuz I guess we could talk about it kind of simultaneously ish. Um but it just makes where he ends up as a coach coach, yeah. all the more intense well, and I meaningful, mean, you know. That's one of the best parts about, and this, this, the Monsters University has a lot of teamwork in it. Yes, we and love you, teamwork. We love teamwork. <laughs> um, and it's, it's cool how they introduced the Mike and Sully relationship. Yeah. Because in Monsters, Inc., they're best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they live together, they work together, they're, they're best friends. Yeah. Um, but they but didn't in this, start they are, yeah, it, it didn't start that way. Mm-hmm. It's like they were complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep. Um... But I and did. I, I like seeing, and it, it's like good for kids to me. You know, it's like it, it's a movie about how two seemingly completely different people can be best friends yes. and make and do good things. Absolutely, I was gonna say that same thing, and also to that same effect, the fact that they um, they pick up what the other one lacks, and that's what yes. makes them such good so friends. They, well, he he can he's definitely a scare. He comes from a family right, of scares. But, but he's not book smart, and but so he, Mike yeah, kind of helps he, with he's balance. He's a one trick pony. He just thinks all he has to do is scream and be really scream, big. But he doesn't understand all the nuance and mm-hmm. how to like. You don't scare a kid that's afraid of snakes the same way you scare a kid right. that hates loud noise. Like, right. It's, no. Yeah, exactly. And so I think... It's interesting to see how deep they... Uh, and how, like, they build portfolios yes. on the kids. Yeah. And how to scare. It's so that cool. That being said, did you have a monster in your closet? When I was a kid, I don't think I had monsters in my closet. Yeah, I don't think I did. Did you? Oh, yeah. You did? Oh, well, I mean, you know this story. I don't know. Do I want to tell it? I guess I can tell it now. It's a monster. It's a scary story, and it's true. Okay. Um, I think I do it know. It may be better suited for a horror episode. Yeah. Well, you don't have to get into detail. You can well, just, I mean. I mean. I, I've talked it up at this point. I feel like I have to. <laughs> um, so when I was little, we lived in uh, a house that 
um, my grandparents had also lived in at some point. Um, but there, it had, like, you walked in the front door and it was like a foyer area and it had a closet to the right that was like a coat closet, but it, op- it connected to, it was really just one long closet that connected to the first bedroom. And so, like, half of the closet was like a coats and then the other half was, you know, my clothes. Yeah. Because that was the room I was in um, for a while. Um, and I hated the closet being open. <laughs> and it was because I, one night I remember waking up in the middle of the night. And how old were you? Oh, I had to have been like four or five. Okay, maybe. so little. I was little. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe six. Because we moved out of that house when I was six. So five or six maybe. Okay. Um... Somewhere around there. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and uh, looking at the closet from the bed and seeing something in the closet. I just got chills. It was was creepy. And it was... um, I mean, I think it was a demon or something. So what did it look like? It, it was short. It was like his head was about where the doorknob would be. Okay. It was. Okay. But it, to picture your mind, it was about that height. So, I mean, my size at Wait, the time. As a child. Or maybe yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah. bigger. I don't know how big I was at that age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, about, about, about like that. Um, and it was, it was satyr like almost. It, it was like it had goat legs, but then a human. Yikes! Torso and head, but it had uh, horns on it, and it was like red. Okay. Um, and so I, I hated the like. I don't remember what I did. I don't. I probably ran into my parents' room or or something. Um, but like I hated the door being open. Mm-hmm. When I was going to sleep because of it, and it I only ever saw it once. Um, oh, was that that was the only time? That you was saw the it. only time I ever saw it. Interesting. Um, but fast forward. Yeah, this is what this is what's 24 crazy. Four years, twenty three years, something like that. And my grandmother, um, my mom's mother, uh, I can't remember where we were, but she tells a story mm-hmm. of. Or, or we're talking about like scary things, and she says, "Oh well, I saw that thing in, in the Azalea Wood house." In that same room, in the same closet. Not in the same room, in the same closet. This was oh. in the master bedroom. Okay. Um. When they lived there, you know, years ago. Yeah. Or maybe maybe not even years ago. I'm not sure when the time frame that they lived there, and then we lived there. Um, but she. Um, went on to describe went on to sh- describe it this her situation they were she was in bed and she looked up and saw it and it was sitting on the the top of the door oh my gosh in their room just like looking at them um, but and I started like I was I started describing it as she was describing it and we realized that we think we both saw the exact same, the same thing. thing. That's what blows my mind is that you guys both had separate experiences, but you saw the same, like it looked like the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then there was a movie that came out uh, called, um, what was that called? Uh, ooh, give me a minute. Um, it's not. I want to say it begins with an I. Insidious. Insidious. That's wow. It. Did I just get that? I think that's it. Insidious. Uh, I win. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, yeah, because uh, it came out in 2010. Okay. And it freaked me out. Because was it about that? Because uh, if you've seen that movie, you know kind of what it's about. Um, uh, a kid gets like taken into this like alternate universe by a demon that he claims he's seeing. Um, 
that demon that he gets taken by, it looked almost exactly like that. It what? Really like that. Um, except this one was like giant. Yeah. And my the one I saw was little. Yeah. To make things even crazier. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what the name of the kid was? Is it Dalton? It's Dalton. Shut your mouth. Do you know what the name of the dad is? Randy? Joshua. Oh, your first name? My first name. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, when that came out and I saw it in theaters, I freaked out because yeah. I was like, did someone make a movie of this incident that happened when I was a child? That is crazy. It, it was insane. Um, that so is crazy. That's the only monster in the closet that I have ever had. Well, okay, with. I'm trying to spin it to where maybe it wasn't a demon, and maybe it was just the the monster world, and and it was a monster that came through your door. No, even as a kid, I knew that it wasn't nice. I just, I mean, I, not I all could, these monsters were nice. I mean, that's true, but I knew that it wasn't like it just didn't feel good. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. I okay, so I have I remembered the insidious tie-in. I did not remember that the kid's name was, was Dalton. Dalton. That's yeah. nuts. And the dad's name was Josh. That is yeah. crazy. Crazy. Oh my crazy. gosh. Okay, let's get back to Disney Pixar, shall yeah, anyway, we? <laughs> that's the only monster I've ever had in my closet. Oh, yeah, I definitely didn't have monster. I feel like I was scared at night, but not for anything specific. Like I Maybe I was scared of the dark, or maybe I had had... I've, I mean, I've had bad dreams and stuff, but mm. I've never, like, fully had... Like, I've never... I don't think I remember my parents, like, checking under my bed or in my closet for monster. And they might have. Maybe I can ask them, or y'all let me know if you're listening. But I don't think I distinctly remember anything like that. But I'm very sorry that that happened to you. Now, when, when our son tells us what happens to him, we gotta believe him. Well, yeah. <laughs> um... So that kind of got creepy for a minute, but yeah, it uh, did. let's get back into Monsters <laughs> University. Um, okay, so I really love all of the cameos. We we touched on this a little bit. All the cameos in Monsters University from the original Monsters Inc. So George, what's his last name? It's like Flenderson or something. The twenty three nineteen monster. Oh yes. Um, it's George somebody. Yeah. Um. He was in, you see him in Monsters University. I don't even think he has a line in Monsters University, but he's in class with them. Yeah, you see him in the background. And then you see him in the background. Do you know what 2319 stands for? Yes, but you can say. Uh, Well, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed by Pixar, Mm -hmm. but W is the 23rd letter in the alphabet, and S is the 19th letter of the alphabet, so... Uh, it would be W.S. White Sock. That's yep. what's on his back. So yep. it's, people but, think it stands for White Sock. Okay, so that's what that's ex- exactly the fact that I had written down. So W.S. 2319. However, there's a plot hole in that. Because when George, the second time, the first time Opens he has... the locker. Yes, the locker. The first time he gets the white sock on him and then they have to shave him and do all that stuff. Then the second time he opens the locker that Sully had put all of Boo's stuff in all the human stuff and he opens it and it gets all over him and his coach starts screaming, we got a 2319, we got a 2319. And then he gets caught all over again, but there's not a white sock in there. Uh, I have a solution to that. Okay. So they gave it the code 2319 because that's what they decided to give it the first time it ever happened. And the first time it ever happened, it was, a white sock. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the code came from. And they quickly realized that there's so much other stuff that there could be too many codes. Right. So now 2319 is like the universal you, code. Yeah, the university you universally used for any foreign object yeah. on somebody. Yeah. I think okay. that, that explains that. I can I can get behind that. I would have loved in Monsters University, and I just thought of this right now. Um that I would have loved there to be a scene where they're trying to study codes like that, like for their finals or whatever. It would have been cute for them to start to try and study all the codes and like, okay, what does twenty three nineteen mean? And then they, yeah. have to like, you know, yeah. that would have been cool. Um, okay, but anyway, back to the cameos. So George, we see in college. Obviously, Randall. I love the Randall arc um, because Randall ends up being Mike's roommate. And, and they're good friends. And they're good friends at the beginning, but then they slowly start to become 
or he starts to become rivals with Sully early on in college. And then obviously that carries over through to Monsters, Inc. Um, but all the little things like Randall um, starts with glasses. And I think Mike is the one to tell him like, oh, you don't need those like or something. There's like a scene where he takes off his glasses and then he's got the like squinty eyes. Mm -hmm. And those are the squinty evil eyes that we see in Monsters, Inc. Yeah. So stuff like that. And then um, one thing that I pointed out to Dalton when we were watching it is on Randall's side of the dorm, he's got a poster. And I I don't know if I can explain this correctly, but y'all have all seen posters like this. Motivational posters. Motivational posters. They're in office buildings and schools and stuff like that. There's always like a landscape photograph and then like a quote underneath it. Yeah, it's like adventuring. Yeah. Never stray too far from home. (laughs) Yes. But travel where you roam. Yeah, it's stuff stuff like like that. that. So Randall had one up in on his side of the dorm and it had a sunset and at the bottom it said, the winds of change. And I clocked it immediately because I remember that being one of his lines in Monsters, Inc. He um, gets really close to Mike and says, "Um, do you hear that? It's the winds of change. And then he disappears and they like make fun of him for it. So I thought that was like a cute little Easter egg thing in there. Um, There's so many Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. We'll throw in a couple as we go. Well, a couple of them from the original movie might be part of trivia. So... Um, but the only other cameo I think I can think of at the moment is Roz at the very end of Monsters University. Remember, she comes in because she leads the CDA. Yeah. And you see her at the very end of the mm-hmm. movie. Um, I love how it ends, too. The the whole uh, summer camp mm-hmm. scene where Mike and Sully get get trapped and they have to figure out how to get back and all of yeah. that. So it's just it's just very, very cool. The whole the whole way that it plays out is just awesome. Um what did you think of the fraternity games? Oh, I, 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 that's the fun part to watch. I yeah. like uh, competitions like that. Yeah. You know, so many different movies have those from um, the uh, American Pie movies <laughs> um, to Heavyweights, mm-hmm. which is another Disney movie. It has that. But I, I love those. Movies where there's a, a series of like little competitions, like teams and stuff. Yes, like that. yes. Um, Again, we love teamwork. Yes. Um, and it was really cool to see all of the other fraternities and sororities that they came up with. Yeah. And then, Hiss um, and yeah. And Eek. Uh huh. And Roar. Yep. R O R. Yeah. And then they their their fraternity was okay, which oh, was Uzma Kappa. Uzma Kappa. And then I love when they go, we're okay, we're, we're okay. okay. <laughs> but um, I also just love the, in general, all the like college stereotypes that they like monsterfied throughout the whole yeah. thing. The idea of a fraternity and sorority and um, when they go to the college party and, you know, mm-hmm. all of the different things. It's just, it, they just did a really good job with the all of it. Carry homage with the paints and stuff. Being yeah. On. That's a sad part, but yeah. uh, a lot of homages to different things. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, all right, should we move on to the Ridge? I have way more notes about the original, uh, I guess. Well, I think I got a couple more fun facts about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is the first prequel to a Pixar movie. Huh. Okay. And it took place uh, ten years before Monsters, Inc. The, the like... In the story? In the story, okay. in the timeline, Monsters University is 10 years before, before Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. Okay. That makes sense because they had to work their way up mm-hmm. in the company and stuff. Um, yeah, that may be... Oh, uh, Monsters Inc. has two major competitors, Fear Co. and Scream Industries. That's the, the screaming company. Right, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Get this. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I just validated something. You're gonna know... uh, So, there's a melody of music in the background. When Mike first enters, based on... um, uh, Like a fight song. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. That it was like the college fight song or whatever. Um, The reason... It's based on a traditional Anglican hymn called All Things Bright and Beautiful. Okay. There's another song 
in a movie that was also inspired by this. Was it the Genovia National Anthem? No. Shoot. <laughs> it was Every Sperm is Sacred that I said it. Monty Python, Meaning of Life. Oh. When, you, when it came on and we were sitting there watching it, I was like, this sounds like that song from Monty Python. You did say and you were that. Like, what what song? I, you or you said like I've never seen. That I'm not familiar. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with it. And lo and behold, it's because they're wow. both based on the same song. It was also the school song for uh, Animal House, National Lampoon's Animal House. Interesting. So that's that's interesting. I can't believe that I was validated. With Good that. job, babe. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess that, that's it for this. I got a few more for uh, Monsters, Inc. Okay, cool. The first note that I have for Monsters, Inc. is the iconic opening sequence. The doors. Yes. Yeah. The opening credits and the, the just the music. The music. It's Their just so music good. Is so the... It's, it's so, so cute. good. I love it. It's up there um, with like Elf. And, yeah, and and Lord of the Rings with those like just it soundtrack elicits a certain or, feeling. Uh, I guess you would call it its theme, the kind score, of the score. Well, its main main theme. Yeah, um, that it just like you hear it, and it's like ah. It makes you feel exactly how you're supposed to. Yes, for that's, for that that's movie. A good way to describe for it. that movie. Um, and then I love how they kind of revamped it for the duet. That Mike and Sully have in the oh, end credits. which is great. So John good. Goodman and Billy Crystal actually yeah. singing that. It's like, basically like a slowed down version of the main score theme. Yeah. You know? I love that. Um, I also wrote that even back then, because what did you say? This was 2001? 2001. Even in 2001, when we compare the two movies, the animation in 2001 is still amazing. Like... Watching Sully's hair move as he's running yeah. or like where he's sleeping and he's breathing on it and the hair's going up and down. Like, it's just so, so cool. The the things that those animators could do is awesome. Um, so let me think. Oh, we talked about this. I also love the concept of this. I, I love the concept of both, but the concept of this, because this is the first one that we saw as an audience. Mm-hmm. The fact that... Um, they turned like a basic idea on its head and made the monsters scared of the kids. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it was, I mean, it, it, it kind of was introduced to us as, okay, the monsters have to um, provide this energy and electricity for their world. And in order to do that, they have to bottle the screams of children. And so they go into... Which, honestly, a terrifying It's <laughs> true. Like, this very easily could have been a A straight-up horror movie. Absolutely. It could have been... It could still be rewritten to be a horror movie, which, I mean, I'm sure you would love. (laughs) I was about to say, with... um, I don't know how long we have to... have to wait, but with trademark um, time ending and people scooping up, like, the... Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming out and the uh, Grinch horror movie coming out. Yep, yep. So maybe we'll see one in the future. I mean, I would hate it, but still, um, it could very easily be turned into a horror movie, though. But anyway, so they go into the human world to capture these screams in order to fuel their whole system um, in the monster world. But the fact that everybody, all the monsters think that the kids and the humans are toxic and they can't, you know, touch any of their items, they can't get close to the kids or whatever... They end up being, it ends up being that the monsters are scared of the kids. And so I just love that little well, switch, fair, you know? The kids are also scared of the monsters. Well, yes, for sure. But I just like the idea of kind of turning that concept on its head. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I still think that there should be a door ride at Disney World. Uh, that would be amazing. I, I was thinking about it all mm-hmm. while we were watching the yep. movie. It could be... Um, like, I'm thinking, I know they have rides like this that's, like, at some malls and stuff like that where, like, you're in a harness mm-hmm. and you're suspended from a track and the track just goes and you go down. Yeah. Places. It could be something like that. To put it at Disney, you'd have to come up with a better way to do it because you want it to seem like the doors, mm-hmm. but you also want it to be quick and get people through the line. Sure. Fast. And I was also thinking like a lot of the rides at Disney, if not all the rides at Disney, maybe you can tell me if there is one, 
are seated, right? Like, there's not, like, a standing yeah. up one. I don't think so. That you ride through. But you would have to, I mean, in order for it to mirror the scene from the movie, you'd have to be standing. Like, you wouldn't be sitting. Well, I mean, there's ways that they could do it that it wouldn't be quite as... I don't know. They could think of something. It could be maybe, like, a simulation, kind of like Soren, where maybe. you're not really going yeah, through it. Maybe. But it would be cooler to have you yes. really do it. Because, I mean, they're essentially on a roller coaster. Mike and Sully, at the end of this movie, they're going down and around and, you know, all this stuff. I had the idea of, like, you know how the Peter Pan ride works, where the track is above instead of below? Uh-huh. And then the boats hang off? Yes. That It could be that, except just faster, you know? That is that, That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Something kind of like that would be very, very fun. Yeah. Um, I would love it. I feel Disney, like they should Disney, hit us up. It. We could Imagineers. Like, Seriously! I, I can help bring brainstorm ideas. Well, because the only Monsters, Inc. representation in the parks is the Laugh Floor. Laugh Floor. They don't really have and rides. It's all right. It's very fun. But it's it's definitely geared more towards kids, and it's not a ride. It's more of like a show. I'd rather have Stitch's Great Escape back. Stitch's Great Escape is the worst. I disagree. I liked it, Mm -mm. and I guess that's one of my hot takes. Hot takes. (laughs) Did you talk about that in our hot takes episode? That's a good one. I think I did. I think I did. Maybe you did. Or there was a Disney. We did a Disney ride one. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think I mentioned because that. that is a very. I mean, I feel like. A lot of people don't like that ride. Most people don't like that. I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> it sure. It was not I good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, it's the same kind of concept of it's tough to be a bug, which you also loved. The Bug's Life one. Um, so John Goodman actually pushed for Steve Buscemi to voice Randall. Oh, okay. He was great. He had a, he has a great villain voice. Um, Did I have... Hang on. Oh. Oh, okay. Um... We talked about Roz a little bit in Monsters University because she appears at the very end. Mm-hmm. Roz, um, of course, we know her from Monsters, Inc. as the what, secretary? The paperwork uh, yeah, gal? She, uh, yeah, she handles all the um, yeah paperwork. Okay. So, um, I want to say she's a secretary. I don't know. She Yeah, I guess she is. I, I suppose. But then she's not. Yeah, but, but she's really undercover. Spoiler alert. Um... So she was actually voiced by Pixar story artist Bob Peterson. So originally I had it written down that she was voiced by the director, which she's not. She's voiced by one of the story artists. But it's, it's a similar um, story to what, I've, what I remembered from my days watching movie servers when this movie first came out. Um, but this uh, story artist, Bob Peterson, just happened to be in the room when they were doing the read through or, or rehearsing or something and just put on a voice um, and they were originally going to get, you know, a voice actor to do the role of Roz. And then after Bob Peterson did it, they were like, nope, you got it. Like, and so he just, he became the voice of Roz. And the voice of Roz is very distinct. So it I is. just thought it was really funny that they did that. Um, any other fun facts for me? I got a couple. Yeah. Uh, but what is it, Which one of these is your favorite? The original for sure. Really? Yeah. See, I think I might like University better. Really? Yeah. I, I do feel like University has more action. Because yeah, I, I like all the like tasks yes. that they have to do. Yes. And, and it's I got way it's, more I think characters it's funnier than funnier too. I think you it think has so? more friggin' Squishy is the best, <laughs> man. Squishy. He's Just the his best. Face. His <laughs> face and the fact that he is like always behind you and you don't even realize and it. And he's just so Every quiet. Every time Mike walk, turns around, he's like, ah! Like, <laughs> he's just staring blankly. Thousand yard stare. And then like, that, that honestly um, came to his rescue. That, that yeah. um, what's it called? The, the talent that he has yeah. for speaking up on people helped him in the final task. He just kind of appeared and just stared at the kid. Freaked the kid out. <laughs> uh, so I, I would say that Monsters University is, is funnier and yeah. to me a little bit better than Monsters University. And you loved Chet too and his I lo- voice. Yeah, I love Chet too. He, yeah. he had some funny lines too. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? It was like, Oh, yeah, you got a, he's got a point. Yeah. Or something oh, yeah. like that. That's actually so true. That's actually so true. <laughs> yeah, he's just, his voice was just really good. Um, and it was, the second you said Bobby Moynihan, I was like, of course, of course it was Bobby it was. Moynihan. Um, so when Sully greets Ted, um, the monster that we only see his leg. Oh, the big, the big one. Yeah, at yeah. the beginning. Um, he was originally supposed to roar like Godzilla. 
Mm. And they asked permission from Toho, which is the film studio that owns Godzilla, um, but they turned him down. So it's, it's a chicken cluck instead. That's funny. And then in the bloopers, yes, they back Rex. out and you reveal, and it's revealed that it's it's Rex from Toy Story, which I love. I love the bloopers are so good. That, oh, that's the other thing I forgot to write down is that I love um, the this kind of era of Pixar movies where the animators just decided to have fun at the end of this and actually animate blooper a blooper reel because that's just extra work for them, you know. But they to- they were like, let's just do bloopers. They did bloopers for Toy Story as well. So I just I I love that they did that. Um, and for some reason, animated bloopers are always funny. They're so fun. For, well, because well, maybe not necessarily funnier, but it's 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 fun to see. Yes. Especially if they actually did mess up while recording and stuff, and so and then they, they animated they it. They just animated that. Yeah. That'd be, that's, yeah. That's cool. Um. So. Billy Crystal was originally offered the role of Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. Oh, okay. Um, and he declined, which he later regret, regretted after seeing the film because he thought, he, he was like, oh, that would have been great for me. Sure. Um, Pixar would actually later promise Crystal a future role um, that would tailor to his talents. And Crystal told him, do what's best for your movie and don't forget me when something good comes around. Aww. Um, and then... In 2000, I guess, uh, Crystal's wife received a phone call from John Lasseter. Um, Good old John. Uh, and saying that Mr. Lasseter would like to speak to him. And yeah. that's when they offered him the role. That's so cool. Because he is Mike Wazowski. Like, he's the perfect voice for Mike Wazowski. Um, okay, so I know you're doing fun facts, but I still have a couple of notes here. I don't feel like we've talked about Boo enough. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. She is the cutest... She and the way that she's animated is just so cute, and all the little stuff she does, like, and her voice was perfect. Um, I wanted to shout out the scene where she finally stands up to Randall yes. at the end was huge. It was so good because the whole time she's scared of him. Randall mm-hmm. is assigned as her monster, and so well, no, yeah, wasn't assigned as her monster. He's been doing this on the side. This has all been. Oh, I thought the whole time that like he was her monster. Well, I think and then he, he was, was getting but, but he was getting extra scream time. Well, it was all to kidnap her to for the plot of the movie, but I never thought that it was her from the beginning. Her from the beginning. Oh, I, I, I mean, I don't wrong. know. I may be wrong. I don't know. But anyway, that's how she knows him, and so every time she sees him, she's obviously really scared of him, and she goes and hides behind Sully and all that stuff. And so then at the end, when she finally, I mean, he's basically about to kill Sully. And um, she kind of stands up to him and and helps Sully. And then she she was all brave. And Sully's like, she's not afraid of you anymore. You're out of a job. I just love that that whole scene. And then, of course, Sully and Boo's goodbye at the end wrecks me every time, every single time. Um, And I still think I'm like jumping around here, but I still think people were mad when Monsters University came out. Because they wanted a sequel to Monsters, Inc. Because of how Monsters, Inc. ended. The final scene is Sully yeah, opening but... the door. And her going, Kitty! And then it was end credits. And we were all like, no! <laughs> like, we wanted there to be a continuation. I mean, I get it. And I don't get it. I don't know why. What else could you do with that story? She's grown now. Well, we don't know how much time Seemingly. that was. Well, she sounded older. She still sounded like a little kid, though. She said kitty. She sounded like a little kid. Well, that's the only thing she ever called him. I know, He's but still. not going to call him Sully. She I doesn't know think, his name is Sully. I don't think it was a whole bunch of years for them to transition from screaming to laughing as being their main energy source. I don't think it was that long. But, I mean, it was Probably a long not, time. But She's definitely older. But I just think that there should be, like, I don't know. Maybe there's Maybe there should be, like, a Monsters, Inc. too. Like <laughs> two monsters, two, two ink. ink. <laughs> um, where like Boo is grown and now has a daughter, and like Sully comes in. I don't know. I just would love it. I just would love it. I just loved Boo so much. Um, I did want to bring this up because I wrote this down when you said it. I wrote this down on your behalf. Your comparison of Sully to Wreck It Ralph. Would you like to talk about it? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Wreck-It Ralph is basically just Sully with different skin. Like, <laughs> they have the same body type, almost the same face. And like, I did notice, as soon as you said that, Sully walks very similar to how Ralph walks. Because yeah. Ralph kind of drags his Because his arms are so much longer. Very long. It's, they basically just reskinned Sully. Well... Which happens a lot in animation. You sure. make characters... That are similar. Sure. So you don't have to redraw it every single time. You yeah. have the base and you just add the stuff on top. Well, it you know, happened. Simpsons does it. Uh, Family Guy does it. Well, and South it happened Park. with um, Aurora and Cinderella. They used the the baseline and the story. And then just boarding. changed the colors, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, it is. And Wreck It Ralph had, also had like a tiny girl sidekick. Just like Sully and Boo. Sully and Boo are very similar to Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope in terms of size and mm-hmm. attitude and all of that stuff. So. Do you know Boo's real name? Does it say? Mm-hmm. What's her name? Very briefly. Mary. Oh, really? Um, and on some of her drawings, you can see in the top corner, she wrote Mary. Oh, so they kept her real name. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I love that. Do you remember that Boo was seen in Toy Story 3? Oh, yes. She was at the daycare. She was at the daycare. She's older. She has longer hair and she can talk and walk and all that stuff. She seems to be about, I don't know, she was supposed to be four in Monsters, Inc. She was probably like seven, if I had to guess. But she's like playing with a doll on the swing set in Toy Story 3. And everybody said that that was Boo. So. That's pretty cool. Um... I got one more fun fact, um, I think, and then we can get into... Uh, Triv. Triv. Yeah, I have one more note as well. So do you uh, want to end with your so fun fact? or We can end with my fun fact. Okay. So um, my only last note is that the revamping of Monsters, Inc., the company, from Scream Energy to Laughing Energy, they, did, mm-hmm. they realized that the laughs were way more Ten powerful. Times more powerful than the human scream. And so they changed their whole concept and now everything is funny and they're making jokes and making, excuse me, making the kids laugh. After seeing Monsters University and after watching Mike's um, trials and tribulations, trying to be a scarer and trying Mm -hmm. to be like the lead of everything, then seeing Mike get to have his time to shine as a comedian at the end is like all the more meaningful and powerful to me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's so cool. Absolutely. It's so cool because Mike finally gets that time that he's been wanting this whole, you know, this whole thing. He gets the shine and he's the best at it. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's just, it's just very, very cool. All right. I'm ready for your fun fact. Um, so Jennifer Tilly, who plays Celia May, mm-hmm. uh, was married at the time to Sam Simon, who was one of the creators of The Simpsons. Okay. She raved to the Pixar crew about a script that she read written by a Simpsons director for an animated film. The director was Brad Bird, Mm. and the script would become a Pixar film three years later called The Incredibles. I was going to say, Brad Bird did The Incredibles. Uh That's cool. So we have Jennifer Tilly to thank for that. Quite possibly. That's pretty neat. Quite possibly. I love The Incredibles. That's another one that we should do. That's so good. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Was that the only other one you had? That was the only one I had. All right. Let's move on to trivia. Let's do some trivia. Okay. So I have, obviously, first section is going to be regular trivia for both movies. We've got five and five. And then we're going into section two, in which I will give you the name of a monster from either movie. And you're going to have to tell me like kind of about that monster or what movie they're from or if I made it up. Ooh. Yeah. I've got some made up monsters in there. Okay. All right. So that's section two. All right. But first let's start with the first section. So these first five questions are from Monsters University. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So these are from University and then we go into Monsters, Inc. Number one, please name or describe... Two of the tasks in the scaring games. Okay. Um, I know the first one is like a run through drainage tunnels. Okay. Um, And it's, uh, they got like sea urchins everywhere. Yep. Yep. And basically the first, 
the last team to get through that survives. Right. You know what that reminded me of? Survives, but do you know what that reminded me of? What's that? The mini game from Mario where you're running through and there's like cheerleaders that are chasing you. you Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the same kind of vibe. Anyway, okay, yes. So one more because I I only asked you for two. There are several. Yeah. Um. Then we'll do. Uh. There was a maze one, like a hedge maze one, wasn't mm-hmm. there? Oh, mm-hmm. don't scare the team. Good That's job. Good job. Good job. Very nice. Good. Um, there was also Avoid the Librarian. Mm-hmm. Which was a classic. Yes. And um, Hide and Sneak. That was oh, um, when they were in the yeah, house. when they were in the house. And they had to hide and the referee uh-huh. had to get them out and stuff. But yeah, good job. Good work. Number two. How many eyes does Squishy have? We love Squishy. I don't know if it's odd or even. I want to say it's odd. Um, it's more than six. I want to say seven. But it may be eight. <laughs> seven. Final answer? Yes. It's five. Five? I, thought it was, I for sure thought it was more than six. But you, you got the odd number. Yeah, I did. Because it's, it's like three and then two. And then two. Mm-hmm. I thought I was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Number three. What is the name of the head fraternity on campus? Like the big, famous Nathan Fillion's fraternity. Uh, what, the whole, whole of it? Yeah. Or not just Roar? Yeah. Right? R-O-R. But what is it? Isn't it Roar Omega Roar? Yeah. Good okay. job. Good job. Very nice. Number four. What is the name of the rival college? Ooh. Um, Fear Tech. Good job. Very nice. Fear they Tech. Had a pig. Yep, they did have a pig. It was crazy looking. Um, yeah, good job. Number five, last one in this movie. Um, where did Mike and Sully start in the Monsters Inc. company at the end? Where did they start? And for bonus, what were the next two steps after that? We saw them in the credits. Oh, okay. So they so started in. They started in the mailroom. Correct. And then I think they went to um, janitorial staff. Very good. And then was it? Oh, it was like screen canister grabbers or something like that. Okay, so you might be right now that you say it. I wrote cafeteria. Oh, no. It was, was cafeteria, cafeteria first. And then scream canister, okay. I think. Okay. But those were bonus. Yeah. So you got one bonus. Um, good job. All right. Moving on to Monsters, Inc. now. Number seven. Please name one scent of odorant that Mike asks Sully to oh. borrow at the beginning of the workday. Oh, I skipped one. I'll go back to it. But answer this one first. I, I don't know. They actually, they actually mention a, a few. I know that. I, I, I had no idea. I don't okay. even know, like, is it puns? No, it's just gross smells. Oh, just like stinky gym sock? Is that one? No, but it's a great guess. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to So there's wet dog okay. is what he ends up with. Smelly garbage, old dumpster, and low tide are the ones that they mention. Okay, yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten those. That's totally that. fine. Wow, um, <laughs> I'm not doing so great. You're actually not doing bad at all. Um, okay, so this is the one I skipped. My bad. But this is still in Monsters, Inc. What did the monster in the simulation test do wrong at the beginning of the movie? It's like the opening scene. Yes. Uh, oh. He, uh, he left the door open. Yep, very good. The worst mistake anybody could make because... Could let in a trap. <laughs> It could let in a child. Yes, very good. Um, okay, number eight. What is the first sign that laughter might be stronger than screams? Um, Boo giggles and there's like a power surge or something. Mm-hmm. But do you remember like the context of like ha- what happens and... You're right. I'll give it to you. But I just didn't know if you knew the... It's in their apartment. Yes. Very good. And I don't remember what... But Mike does something. Yeah. 
Yeah. He does it by accident. Yeah. He, like, um, he knocks himself into a trash can. Oh, yeah. And then a bunch of books fall into his mouth. And then something oh. falls on top of it. Like, it was a, a yeah. bunch of, it's like a Three yeah. Stooges kind of situation. And Boo cracks up laughing. And it surges the power back on. Because the power goes off when mm-hmm. she starts to cry. And then it surges the power back on and the whole city lights up. But it was just a quick second and nobody said anything. But it was the first sign that like her laughter could be a little bit stronger than the scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job. Okay, number nine. What does the CDA stand for? Uh, Child Detection Agency. Very good. Very, very good. Nice. Okay, last question and then we're moving on. What Easter eggs from two other Pixar movies can be found in Boo's room? Easy peasy. <laughs> there are actually there's three, three. There's three items, two movies. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's the Jesse mm-hmm. uh, from Toy Story 2. Yep. There's Nemo mm-hmm. from Finding Nemo. And then there's the, the Luxo ball. Yep. Very good. Nailed it, babe. Good job. Very nice. Okay. Now we're moving on. Um, I have the names of some monsters. You're going to have to tell me if they're real or if I made them up. For bonus, for bonus, you can tell me which movie they're from if they are real. Okay. But you don't necessarily have to. You can just tell me if they're real or fake. Okay. okay? Uh, number one, starting off easy, Celia. Celia. That's uh, Monsters, Inc. Yep. Real. Real. Number two, Bile. Huh? Bile. B-I-L-E. B-I-L-E. Yeah. That seems like it wouldn't be. I'm going to second guess myself here and say it is. <laughs> it is real. Okay. Yeah. He's the guy from the simulation in the first movie. Oh, okay. Mr. Bile. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, number three, Slimin. I don't like that one, no. <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> okay, so real or fake? Fake. Yeah, it's fake. Okay. I, it's a take on Simon. But Uh-oh. monster. Okay. Sliming. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number four, Smitty. Ooh, I feel like that is one. It is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I don't know who specifically, but I think he's from the first one. Okay. Um. Okay. Number five. Oh, fun. is he one of the janitors in the first one? Yes. Yes. Good job. Okay. Bonus point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Number five, Fuzzy. <laughs> Correct. I made it up. Very good. Number six, fungus. 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 Doesn't... Oh, that's that's Randall's partner. Very good. Yeah. Fungus. Yep. Number seven, art. I want to say yes. Yeah, it's Charlie Day. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good oh, job. I love his character too. Oh, he's awesome. His, his... <laughs> He's awesome. And just the fact that it's Charlie Day's voice, like it just makes yeah. it funnier. Forget everything you knew. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're at, um, they went to the Monsters, Inc. Like, they snuck in in the middle mm-hmm. of the night and then the cops found him and he just goes, I can't go back to jail. <laughs> just like running. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Okay. Number eight, Terry. There's two of them. There are. Yes. Very good. Um, number nine, Lava. I'm going to say no on that one. Correct. I made it up. Okay. And number 10, Chet. Obviously. Obviously real. real. Obviously real. We love Chet. All right. So So you did good. Yeah, you did really good. Or maybe I just did bad at making up monster names. (laughs) Um, Alrighty. Well, that is the end of our discussion. You can't just use adjectives. Well, Sliman. Sliman was clever. Thank you. I was very proud of Sliman. And Lava. Lava. They just sounded like monster names. There are some monster names from the movie that are like Bob. Like that's, that's true. You're not wrong. Don. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, this is the end of our discussion on Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you couldn't guess already, you can watch both of these movies on Disney+. Plus. Um, and they totally hold up. They're, I mean, they're incredible. I just love them. I always love when we can go back to our, our Disney roots. Um but 
since this is Dalton's birthday month, he gets to pick the movie next week. So would you like to talk about it? Uh, yes. So next week we'll be doing another double feature, as is our custom here. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, so. We're going to be doing two movies that I love. I used to be obsessed with these movies. I would watch them all the time. Troy Duffy wrote and directed both of these. They are Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. Boondock Saints 2, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boondaloo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so quick. Roland I know. Defoe, Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reedus. <gasps> Norman Reedus? Yep. This is the first thing Norman Reedus ever did, I think. We love Daryl Dixon. Um. Okay, so I know we're going to talk about it more in depth next week, but is this could this be classified as action, drama? This would be, this would be action. Okay. A lot of violence in these two movies. Okay. A lot of violence. But I'll but I'll still like it. Uh yeah. They're they're people to root for. Two Irish Catholic brothers become vigilantes to wipe out Boston's criminal underworld in the name of God. I'm in. That sounds great. Um, cool. I'm super excited for that. So, um, again, uh, probably a far cry from the Disney Pixar episode that we had this week. <laughs> um, but we like to be versatile here on the Magic Fandom. So very excited for next week. Um, I know that Dalton is excited. Um, so come on back for that. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at the Magic Fandom Podcast if you have not already. Otherwise, do you have anything else? That's all I got. Alrighty. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye now, y'all. Bye.